0: For all things in the world of cinema, I didn't know I was going to go into a song. It did. I like a song to begin with, but it did, and I'm one of it your hosts, Jonathan Quarter, joined yeah. by my beautiful co-host, JP Payton Hey, we had a week off, or two weeks off, just a week off, just a week off. Felt like two
1: yeah. weeks off. We had to celebrate um, the birth of our uh, wonderful nation. Oh um, yeah, we did. Yeah, I, it, I yeah. didn't know where you're going with that. <laughs> I was like,
0: it's our Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we we got this week. I have a lot of movies to talk about. it
1: been a lot of life happening. It's I watched
0: all the Indiana Jones yeah. movies, uh, and I realized I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen uh, the Last Crusade. You've had to have, and like, I had never seen Temple of Doom.
1: You had to have been in the room while no, that
0: movie was on. At some point think in your so. life, maybe on you know, like a channel or something. But no, I, I'd that seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, but me. only
1: once, probably when I was a kid. It
0: was like watching with brand new eyes. I had a great time. We'll get into that for yeah, actually Thursday's yeah. episode. But Thursday's episode. Yeah, it's our topic or two, isn't it?
1: Oh, yes, yes. But yeah.
0: So I figured I'd break those down now. That makes more sense. Yeah, that's why I didn't list them for okay.
1: today's. But um,
0: anyway, yeah, I watched a lot of movies. I watched some good deep dives. Yeah. Um, and other than that, it's been kind of a quiet film week. You know, even though there's been some movies to come out in theaters, it's been it's been kind of quiet. I got two Netflix ones on my list this week. Wow. Uh, I haven't been doing a lot of gaming either. Uh, I got fired. Yeah. from my job so um, <laughs> after four years and some change um, so if anybody's listening out there you're like oh don't feel sad for me I'm glad you know I mean
1: can you say the name now it's probably best not to probably just best not it's to, best no. not to. Yeah, we'll you know. Yeah, you it. just leave it in mystery yeah. for
0: everybody for the for the world uh, yeah it's been a. I was gonna try to dance around it and somehow avoid it but no. I've been busy with that you know yeah uh, but honestly I was telling JP i and told all my friends here I've, between the two my last two jobs that's like for eight years of my life and they're basically the exact same company I've worked for twice just different ones you know you know I'm a better person now that I'm out of there I was not a good person while I was there I was kind of I kind of did whatever I could to get success and get that status and I'm not exactly the most humble person on the planet my arrogance definitely got away from me and ultimately it caught up with me you know Uh, so it is what it is it is I'm a going into the great unknown now uh doing something different. I'm trying to get, I mean, I don't want to say it was in retail, but I am uh, completely on the job point hunt, getting out of retail as a whole. No, no, I think I applied for two different retail jobs, but they're not like big box retail. Yeah. Which I've been a part of for almost 10 years of my life now. So, uh, yeah, I've been busy with that. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's understandable. And busy with like church stuff. Kind of get my life right with God. It's mostly
1: focused kind of yeah. conversation,
0: but you know, trying to get that, that, that ironed out, ironed out as well. And, uh, go from there. Awesome. So
1: that's it's, it's, it's good, man.
0: No, Listen, it's, it's You had some nice piano licks this week. Thank you. Because Cheryl didn't come up to play guitar. Um.
1: Yeah, towards the end. Yeah,
0: and you filled it in with the piano, yeah. or maybe you would normally anyway. But I wouldn't have heard it over the guitar yeah. licks. I was like, very aware of JP's piano yeah, playing right
1: now. That's great. Been putting that work in. Yeah, and I was, missed
0: the groovy bass guy.
1: Yeah, the older guy up there. I've noticed. I like to watch it. him. He he
0: gets funky. He gets it. He gets funky up there. But uh yeah, anyway, what have you been doing? Um, like, I, my, I've had the most boring in terms of like media weeks. Yeah. Because like I said, I've been dealing with other stuff. So
1: I actually um similar to you, I've had a lot of change going on in life, but it's nothing as as you know serious. But been feeling it. Um, you know, this is like therapy corner or something right now. Fire, open fire- up, open it up with the it fireplace, too. Yeah. Everything, yeah. Um
0: well side note. Yeah. We, we might as well just call Tanner and Garrett pause it. What are y'all doing right now? It's so we're mostly focused right now. Man, one <laughs> but, thing at a time. <laughs> uh, you know, Garrett, Garrett was telling me about it the other day and I've mentioned it maybe to you too. It's because it's not just me even talking to you, but also talking to Garrett and talking to Tanner. All of our lives seem to be a little bit of upheaval uh, in a lot of different facets. Um, yeah. A lot of change, a lot of chapters turning, new leaves coming into play. Just seems like everybody's getting we turned 30 now, all of a sudden we're all kind of <laughs> getting to put on a new path yeah, uh, in some aspect or another. So, uh, but it's cool that after all this time, going back to whatever ministries and, you know, some predating, but reunite, like our pastor stall is still all intertwined somehow Yeah, now more so than ever, not just you and I, but like just
1: everybody. It's weird <laughs> how that timing
0: timing kind of works, but,
1: you know, uh, but yeah, no, I've been, you know, just dealing with stuff and uh I have thankfully, been uh taking some time to uh just relax, kind of just take a step back in some different areas in my life. And movies are have always been a good uh reprieve. Uh mm-hmm. so i actually watched a lot of movies uh this past two weeks. Yeah. Um if if we come in hot for our podcast last week like we'd planned on, um we did not record because spoiler alert, my mom wanted to take me to the movies and I can't wait to talk about that movie um yeah, so he can. i had to honor my mother and go to the movie that night um it was the day before july 4th too so yeah and so yeah there was just stuff happening so but i had a lot of movies i was ready to talk about and i uh, can't wait to do that so i say we just jump right into it man let's the just let's jump into some trailers so oh, we can get the roundup. Moving.
0: i do, I do want to say one thing before oh, we yeah. get into that because i was looking at it um just real rapid fire because you, you mm-hmm. we recorded this episode march 20th or somewhere in that part of 2023 where we chose our best picture predictions for this year, what was going to get the most Oscars. I'm just going to rapid fire yours real quick and tell me how you feel on a grade now that we've got some trailers. Oh, yeah. Children of the Flower Moon, Dune Part 2, Barbie, Magazine Dreams, Ferrari, and Dead Reckoning, Lee, 1001, and Nosferatu, and Bo is Afraid as your stand-in.
1: That was mine? That's yours. Holy
0: cow. So, you're definitely out on Nosferatu. That's not releasing this year, apparently. A yeah. uh, thousand and one came and went. Uh, that's the black woman and her kid. I can't remember what the... Yes, day. yes, yes, yes. So I, I'm not so sure about that.
1: Yeah, I think you might get a... But Ferrari, yeah,
0: you got a good... Roll. we got a little bit of news story. You caught a break with Ferrari. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to make it. Other than that, I feel pretty good about yours. No, I'm not sure about but was Afraid as a stand-in.
1: No. I mean, I would probably substitute it just for the odds over a uh, thousand and one.
0: Yeah, and Nosferatu, obviously. Well,
1: yeah, that one yeah. as well, yeah.
0: Um, and then mine was, was Oppenheimer, The Bike Riders, Maestro, Blitz, Past Lives, which that was a good win for me. That's like all the Oscar bait yeah. right now. Napoleon, which i are going to break that down. I'm feeling yeah. pretty good about that right now, too. Uh, The Killer, Leave the World Behind, The Way of the Wind, which I don't think is going to release this year, so we're both going to have a scratch. So, Have you seen Past Lives yet? No. Had i chance? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm ready to see that one. Yeah, and then The Piano Lesson with my stand-in being The Iron Claw um Ooh, okay so there's pictures i've seen of zach efron for that yeah and the jeremy allen white train right now because he's the other star lead i'm yeah. feeling pretty good about <sighs> that now because i'm gonna take i'm obviously gonna swap that out for the way of the wind because unless that just shadow drop releases uh big questions though i've not seen any from the bike riders maestro or blitz though zone of interest was in your list no nope, neither was um there was another big one that like stole all the award shows um not zone of interest it! whatever, but I'm glad neither one of us did challengers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's bring this, let's just jump into Napoleon trailer roundup drop today. Uh, today is Monday the 10th. Napoleon dropped a few hours before we came to record. So Ridley Scott's new movie starring Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby. Oh my gosh. I forget what, how good Ridley Scott is at scope and creating these giant sweeping spectacle environments. Like,
1: this looks gorgeous yeah he tells he tells a story like a long term story in a way that feels like you're just strapped in um and, and you're just along for the, the ride the entire time the trailer not strapped
0: in like Guy Ritchie not strapped
1: either. on yeah strapped in we need
0: to, we need to clarify Let's that clarify going
1: please uh but it is it, it looks amazing it's got that gritty uh Ridley Scott that blue just vibe yeah. too yeah uh which I think I can't wait to talk about one of the movies you mentioned blue um. Yeah. It, it's his. His style. His aesthetic. It's. It's. It's perfect. It's. I think it's. Uh, meant for the. The telling of a story like Napoleon. Yeah. And it's an Apple TV, so
0: it's going to go to the streamer. But it is showing in theaters. I think a week before it goes to Apple. Oh, week. Sounds I, like.
1: I was saying, they normally. I think they've been pushing them back.
0: Yeah, because it's show opening in theaters Thanksgiving. It said. It's yeah. Coming to theaters Thanksgiving. I think it releases on Apple December first week of
1: December. Something like okay. that. Okay. Well, that's good because I, I think I. I think in the past they've been doing like a month, um, or maybe I saw rumors that they were going to do that with Killers of the Flower Moon or something like yeah. that.
0: Well, I'm glad because that that way it can get unlike reality. Reality, I keep wanting to say real, reality. I never watched it. I need to. Yeah, reality. They didn't release it in theaters. And it yeah, not. it wasn't a good. It wouldn't have been a good theater yeah. release. Um, but at least with Napoleon you're gonna you're gonna get that. So yeah, Napoleon looks great. Walking Phoenix, I could, you know, I, we just talked about. It. I chose it for to get Oscar noms. Uh, I could definitely see walking getting. Uh, definitely over Bo's Afraid, but he's got two this year, you know, to get in there. But I could definitely see him getting a best actor nom for this. Uh definitely could see this getting a maybe not best picture nom, but a some cinema maybe cinematography or a costume design, something along that line. Like there's a lot of different things. This movie looks spectacular, so and it's a yeah. spectacle too. So you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a blockbuster plus Oscar Bait. So I, I like a good film like that.
1: Um I'll be surprised if Apple can get two best picture noms in. What's their other one? Kills, Kills of the
0: Flower Moon. Yeah, I don't know. You might. I mean, Ridley Scott, I, Scorsese, Walking, Phoenix, it will be, DiCaprio. That's it. Will be impressive if they yeah. do. Um, I, it'll definitely get I, the Killers of the Flower Moon. That's you know you have that's the big one. That's going to get all mm-hmm. the attention. But I definitely think Napoleon will sneak in there for a couple things. Um, but yeah, no, it looks great. There's not too much to say about it. The environments are great. It doesn't look like it's going to. have I mean, obviously, it's going to have to. But the CGI and the trailer doesn't look bad. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I was expecting. But this, you know, you served my expectations for it. Yeah, Napoleon looks great. What's the last Ridley Scott movie you saw? Uh, Blade
1: Blade Runner. Twenty forty nine.
0: I was thinking that or uh, Alien Covenant.
1: No, not Twenty Forty Nine. The original Blade Runner.
0: That's the last Ridley Scott movie you've seen?
1: I mean, I've re I rewatched Blade oh, Runner. Oh no! I mean, what was the most recent of his oh, releases that you've um, seen? Um, shoot.
0: Um, I can't think of any besides Prometheus and uh, Alien Twenty or Alien Covenant. <laughs> But I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. He's just what I'm
0: saying. He's do a good standout film. Yeah. I kind of feel like he's falling out of the yeah. equation. So, which? Gladiator 2. Next year, probably. So, he'll be back there. Uh, speaking of... Well, no, this isn't a good tie-in. I was going to try. Uh, next Goal Wins is another one. This is a Takiti Watiti. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry I'm saying his name wrong. Takiyo Watiti film uh, based on a true story or apparently mostly starring Michael Fassbender sporting a very unique blonde hair, blonde facial hair uh, kind of thing. You, yeah. you were kind of taken
1: aback when you saw it. I, it did not look like Michael Fassbender. Yeah.
0: It's got Elizabeth Moss, Will Arnett, um, a few others. I um, recognize faces, but it looks like we're going to be more cameo supporters. Yeah. It's about this. uh looks like it's going to be a dramedy, but a guy who goes over and takes over the worst soccer team in the world mm-hmm. and um, has to try to fix their teams like Bad News Bears, but soccer. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be all right. It, it doesn't... I am I'm skeptical of anything Takia Watiti does since Jojo Rabbit. Recently, yeah. Jojo Rabbit was great. Jojo- this feels like it's gonna be Jojo Rabbit ish. Jojo Rabbit was awesome. Yep. This has that kind of vibe to it, not the Thor vibes, not the other kind of stuff. Um this gives me that it's gonna be a good mixture of quirky weird comedy yeah. and kind of the heartfelt stuff behind it. It's like kicking and screaming meets JoJo Rabbit.
1: Sure. Um I I have hope for anything that Taki does, um, like whenever he is involving like cultural aspects too yeah. i feel like he he tra- he represents well yeah um sometimes to a fault mm. to where it becomes almost campy's not the right word but it's like it's almost too try to be too culturally re- relevant yeah um but if you've watched reservation dogs um, oh yeah, i forgot
0: that was his Why you brought that up it, it's
1: yeah. he's not the sole creator i think he's one of the producers mm. uh for it but it's it obviously has some of his tone to yeah, it well he's dry i think he's directed an episode or two of
0: it. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: he has um but the creator of it it's i forget the guy's name but he is um he is an, an american indian um so it again like he pulls from that culture uh, it's awesome and um uh what's the sh- um Forget it. Never mind. Uh, I I have hope for for something yeah. like this though. Probably I, three and I, a half, four star movie. I, I, mean, I
0: was looking at you there as it came on and off. You were like kind of meh, and then towards the end you're like, all right, yeah, because you see one you, over.
1: you see the the character dynamics. I think he's really great at casting yeah. people, and the, yeah. and he gets people that the like play to his style of dialogue. Um, and yeah,
0: it looks good. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm here for this one. I think it looks pretty good too. Uh, but the one you threw in here last second, yeah. Corner office. Holy crap. This movie. I mean, yeah, Napoleon is objectively better. I'm sure I'm going to probably enjoy it more. And I'm, if someone put a gun to my head, I'm probably more excited for Napoleon. Yeah. But something about corner office just gets me going. Like I'm excited for this. I didn't catch who the director was, um, but it's a John Hamm, um, the Swede from hell or high water, uh, or hell on wheels, uh, the TV show on AMC. And, oh there's another name I saw in there or starts to recognize but regardless John Ham's basically JP compared it to Severance this literally looks like Severance the movie in a lot of ways uh, I am all in on this John Hamm plays this like weird quirky character goes into this new place where he used to be a boss at his old job now he's like trying to work his way back up to that finds this like secret room nobody's supposed to go in everybody's being real dodgy about it like he's trying to hunt him down and kill him in this place that looks just like Lumen from Severance and like everybody's got like this weird ulterior creepy thing going on, like with motives. And John Ham's like the trying to uncover this mystery in this like uh industrial office building. So like Belko experiment meets severance. And now you got me as a premise. Do you ever seen the Belco experiment?
1: I have not, but That's it, a pretty it looks, good one. yeah, it looks kinda kinda crazy. Uh yeah, corner office is directed by um I don't know if this is French or whatever, but um, Joakim back. Back? You're so, bringing Joe Kim back. I don't think that's it. Joakim Noah? Yeah. I know. I know, know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, but anyways, uh, his filmography though, he's only got one other movie. It's called The New Tenants. came out in 2009. Wow, that's um, a pretty long, pretty long gap. Yeah, so in that movie, it's, I mean, it's a 3.4 letterbox. It is, um... Yeah, I mean it's not super uh, big for what I can tell. But anyways, yeah. never even heard of it. Uh, I, I said it had that severance, severance vibe just because it's a workplace uh, setting to where yeah. yeah, everybody's just yeah, the whole the whole vibe mm-hmm. aesthetically l- looks the same. But the scene, there was a scene where he's outside running. It looks identical it does, to the yeah. outside of Lumen. Yeah, and uh, but the. Tone of it, it feels more like an IFC like docu series yeah. type of uh documentary. Now, mm-hmm. um which did you ever watch? Documentary now? Nope, but I have it on Freaking my list. I added to a the list. Watch one episode. it's all you gotta do.
0: No, I will. I just haven't had time. I know, but they're I like got fired, JP. You have all the time. Not really, because <laughs> you know I had to let go of our at our sitters. Yeah, I'm now the stay at home sitter. That is true. That is so, true. And I've and I've been reading. I've read 200 pages. In my hey. Levi Lesko book, yeah. In the last four days, wow. And I've read a lot of Bible.
1: I don't read; or listen. I'm a big audio. I can't. Fan.
0: I can't f- focus unless it's music. So, anyway. anyways, quarter, corner, corner office, office is a wank factory of excitement. I'm yeah, excited.
1: That was that's a word.
0: Yep. Um, there's probably more trailers than that, but I found I looked, and there weren't nah. anything that really stood out to me except for those three. So, yeah, I'm very excited for those three. All three looks like something I'm going to enjoy. So, three winners this week. Yeah. I'm here for that. Uh, so let, we're gonna just kind of just blitz through because we got a lot of movies to discuss between the two of us. Yeah. Um. I like how you put your ratings next to these. That's nice. I know, man. I want to try to. Have, um, we're not gonna discuss ready. Temple of Doom though. For your. Yeah, on there, we'll do yeah. that on Thursday's episode. All right. So, um, I'll start, and we can just kind of alternate because we only have like one or two separate ours. Yeah. So I'll go with the most recent one I watched. I watched um The Outlaws, which we discussed on the podcast a few a couple of weeks ago. Maybe the last one. Either one or two. One. It's a Netflix new um action comedy directed by Tyler um, Spindle who did The Wrong Missy which is a David Spade Adam Sandler film uh, he also did Father of the Year and I enjoyed both of those films I'm like the only person who enjoyed those are the you know how Will Ferrell signed like a 50 year deal with Netflix not not just to star in them but to let Happy Madison produce them yeah well the two David Spade ones he did I loved but everybody else hated um, this is another one of those films it has a 2.4 on Letterboxd um, David Spade signed in this one but um, it's a Happy Madison Adam Sandler
1: produced film. yeah I gave it three stars. I've, yeah, it's reasonable. I had a
0: good time with this. Was it predictable? Absolutely. Was it on the nose with the Pierce Brosnan jokes that aren't just in the trailer but actually go throughout the movie? Yes, it was. Uh, but I had a really good time. Pierce Brosnan, I like this era of Pierce Brosnan. Like in Doctor Fate, he was hilarious in Black Adam. I loved his role in that. I love his role in here as Billy McDermott. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Adam Devine as uh, Owen Browning he was a little obnoxious at times, but that's just kind of his that's Adam divine. Yeah. Whether it's workaholics or the righteous gemstones or, yeah. uh, um, ask Jex or whatever that name was. i saw movies like us. It's like a Siri. Hey Siri sure. movie. He did not too long ago, a few years ago. And it was kind of funny, <laughs> but you, you get just peak Adam divine here. There are really funny moments and some really just like, I hate you moments, but it was mm-hmm. it, it worked. Um, it's really those two, um, the, the fiance to Adam divine, um, Parker or the actress, is named Nina Dolbrev, and, um, Pierce Brosnan's wife, uh, Ellen Barkin. Um, they, they were, they were fine supporting characters, but yeah, Pierce Brosnan, Adam divine definitely stole the meet the Fockers kind of vibe, uh, Ben Stiller De Niro, uh, or meet the parents, meet the Fockers. Yeah. Meet the parents, right. That was the first one. Sure. Yeah. Uh, have you never seen meet the parents, meet the Fockers. Yeah. I've seen all those. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were a great dynamic, and then uh, Richard Kind, he wasn't in it very often, but when he was, top, his were like the laugh out loud. Like yeah. he cracked me up. Like there was this part where him and his wife were talking about uh, an orgy she went to with, back in the day, and she, uh, Dan Marino was there. They were trying to figure out. They were going into this big dinner story and bonding with uh, Pierce Brosnan and them about this orgy they went to. I'll found out they were at the same orgy, and then uh, so like. Adam Devine, and his fiancee are like freaking out at dinner, and then the FBI agent Michael Rooker's character, who is in it, turns to find out they were talking about the orgy one night on the, or like in front, like they he was sitting in the car with them doing a stakeout. He's like, "Oh, the orgy with Dan Marino." So it's like this running joke throughout the whole thing. They were all at this orgy with Dan Marino, uh, and the way they handled it was was was, was pretty funny. I, I had a good time. Um, little Ray, Ray Howard, Rel Howery, Lil Rel Howery is in it. Um, he added some quick one liner quit bits want to you know release yeah. but yeah, yeah it's singers. just a straightforward straight straightforward film uh, they're getting married the parents come in first and you know the fiance they've never met him before because they live in the Amazon apparently turns out they're actually bank robbers um they're in deep with this like mob boss and she's collecting and um you know Adam Devine's character is the owner of a bank so they have to try to break his bank and then they kidnap the daughter and they have to try to get her back. So now they're having to work together. Hmm. So fun. Yeah. If you have literally nothing to watch I can't not recommend this film. Yeah, because it's it's not bad, it's not bad. I there's definitely worse
1: Netflix fodder out there. So
0: um, the Outlaws three stars has my seal of
1: tepid approval. Awesome. Uh, so I guess I need to go now. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, Traffic for the first time. Okay. Um, That's,
0: is that a del, uh, Benico del
1: Toro? It is Benico del Toro is in it. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's a Steven Soderbergh movie, and I kind of, you just kind of know what to expect from Steven Soderbergh. It's a type of movie that starts out telling what feels like three separate stories and they all just converge the last 30 minutes. And you realize this is all one big picture type of thing. Yeah. He's amazing at it. Um, Things that I did not expect in this movie. Um, A really weird uh, Topher Grace. Uh, performance. I need to
0: rewatch this. I saw today that you logged it. I watched this yeah. movie a long time ago when I lived in Murray yeah. in college, and I loved it. But I can't. I need to. Re- I, I own it, so I need to rewatch
1: it. Um, and the uh the cinematography in this, it is. It's so th- there, are basically three different stories. There is one that is following this, um, this Mexican police, uh, um, journey, basically trying to, uh fight the cartel and every time you're with him it's every time those shots are in mexico the the filter on these lenses is yellow i mean yellow Mm -hmm. yellow um and it is it's it's jarring cut to one of the other stories which is michael douglas's character he's this uh politician who is basically working his way up uh in the government and is basically he's um he's uh, positioning himself to be like the next secretary of like some secretary position in the government yeah. and fighting drugs and come to find out his own daughter is on fentanyl or, or some bad drug. Uh, I forget which one, whatever you smoke through a pipe um, it's crack, but uh, so yeah, he's, he's you having smoke heroin. What can you smoke heroin? I think it is a form of heroin. Whatever okay, smoking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was brown. So yeah. Uh, anyways, (laughs) I don't know what I'm trying to see. Yeah, we probably could. (laughs) Our our resident once, once a time, once upon a time. Um, so every time you're with Michael Douglas's storyline, it's blue, solid blue. Um, I don't know if it's like yellow being the Mexican side of this and blue, whatever. Um,
0: hey. You're on the podcast. JP gave me the okay to call.
1: I didn't give an okay. I I was jokingly saying <laughs> that, that already raises a flag for me. I, there's think. no flag.
0: Listen, I said, can I? Should I call Garrett? And he said, yeah. I JP said jokingly. Said, well, he didn't. He didn't say jokingly. Listen, anyway, we're talking about a movie JP watched called Traffic. He was talking about how this lady was smoking drugs, and he said, you know, the kind of drugs you smoke out of a pipe. And I was like, okay. but what not is like,
1: that? but not like out of a bowl pipe. Like it was like, like you take awesome. take. Like, take apart a pin and smoke through a pin.
0: Yeah, that's what I say, crack. But, you know, what is crack? I said, is that heroin? And JP said it was brown. I was like, you know who would know? Garrett would know. Yeah, I mean, um, if you burn meth, it turns brown. You burn crack, it turns brown. What is crack? No, but it was like... Crack is like speed. It's not meth, but it's like crack will speed you up real quick all of a sudden, and then you chase that continuous like burst of... Highness. Okay. I've never done crack. I had a buddy do crack and he's like <laughs> I've been cracked all night long and I feel like I'm going to die. Oh. I'm like that's probably probably accurate. <laughs> Alright so like those bags like you see in the movies like the little like brown the brown stuff that's crack? No that's probably heroin.
1: And you can smoke heroin?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. I can smoke everything. I think okay. it's heroin. Move heroin. Yeah I think it's heroin. Isn't boofing with your butt? It is. Wow. Did so, you not know
0: that JP? I mean, the more, you know, well, right. I, that triggered some deep memory in my head. Not like that. i boofed anything. Just like <laughs> Garrett, Garrett saying the <laughs> word boof made me remember. Like, yeah, I think you can like snort Boy it stuff. with your butt, butt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right.
1: Thanks, Jerry. Hey, this was an earlier call tonight. Look at that.
0: I know. I'm proud of you guys. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. All right. See you. I
1: love you. Bye. Uh, so I'm glad we could have that whole conversation for me to just read the bio and letterbox and come butt to find baby. Okay. Butt come boost. to come to find out, um Yes, his well, his well-educated daughter, um, Michael Dougal- Douglas' daughter, is abusing cocaine. Um, so, oh, that whole scene is like blue and whatever. It, it's that's maybe it's why it crazy. looks brown. Yeah, uh, it's a great movie though. Um,
0: yeah, I have it logged at three and a half stars. I definitely yeah, it's not a three and, it. and a half
1: movie. It was four and a half for me. I like this movie. It's definitely a rewatch um, at some point down the road. So.
0: Yeah, I definitely am going to watch that again. Um, so, I'm gonna, are you done? Was that your? Yeah, that's a, my that's my traffic. I'm going to jump into another Netflix film I watched. Okay, and we discussed this a few weeks ago too. Hit it. I watched Namona. Okay, yeah, I loved it. Really, it was real good. Four stars for me. I had a great time. It's got an average four star rating too. Yeah, the animation style isn't into the Spider
1: Verse. It isn't Mitchell's I, versus the machines. Is that red, white, and uh, red? What shoot? What's that anime called? It's it's a it's it's a very subtly weird animation style. Yeah, this this was almost like watercolors.
0: Okay, it's not. It's like it is. It this hmm. It's like into the Spider Verse. Sure, that's I hate that people we, we use that now, but like it has that aspect with watercolors meets the Puss in Boots. Like, you have seen Puss and Boots, so like I instead
1: wish. of things being like jarring and like flashy, it's more fluid. Yes, and it's very smooth, like easy to watch. It's not, yeah. It's it's it, 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 there's it, no depth to it, really. It's more right. flat.
0: Yes, and it works so well. Like okay, if this movie looked beautiful, it was like a canvas, and like you know, you know, like someone would draw something on the bottom of a sticky note, and you like yeah. the very the very definition of a film. You you know, as you flow through the flip through the notebook, the things yeah, move the flutter. Yeah, it felt like that somehow like it, everything just moved across the streams so so uniform but so beautiful and it was like just felt i don't know the animation style was great
1: yeah I haven't watched it but I know enough i, I think about the plots so and that's probably subtly like intentional um
0: yeah uh especially towards the last hour so yeah. everything really comes together with yeah. with the animation style yeah so this is a really good film and the trailer maybe i just you know sometimes we watch these trailers we're talking through them beforehand and then we discuss them and i sometimes i miss like i go back to sharper like i oh, really yeah. really we, we, it was another film too you and i really butchered two films in the same yeah. week about what we thought the plot was yeah um this is one of those i feel like though i didn't go back and watch the trailer but i did. definitely didn't this movie was different than what the thought Hot, the yeah, trailer was. yeah, yeah. and that, that was a good thing um so basically namona is you know that she lives in a world this like futuristic society yet. Yeah, it's like medieval in some ways where anything, anybody that's different than just like a 100% normal human being like almost like a Nazi Germany kind of thing, but there are black people there too. But like think Nazi Germany as a whole, what they were doing to the, if you had blonde hair, blue eyes, you were the only chosen ones basically. So this like Abu Dhabi kind of city, just super high end, high tech, um, shuns anything that's different than them. Well, Namona has been living on the outskirts. She is a like Beast Boy from Teen Titans. She can shift yeah. into anything, and turns out she has a very key relationship with a very prominent figure in the film. Um, back when they were childhood friends, and you know she once she realized she was a monster growing up, she shunned her, and then you know now she's yeah. I don't want to give any spoilers yeah. away because it was kind of a surprise. Um. But anyway, so the the knight that she meets, which is voiced by Riz Ahmed. Who was fantastic voice acting? Yeah, uh, I was great, and so was Chloe Grace Mortez's Demona. They were both. How was
1: uh? What's his the Try guy? Try guy. Yeah, the dude that plays the the bad guy. Or he the the antagonist. Beck Bennett. No, is this guy, the dude in white.
0: Oh, oh, Ambrosius Goldenloin, um, that's his name. Yes. In the film. Okay. Uh, yeah, the guy's name is Eugene Lee. Eugene, Yang. that's
1: his name. Um. Yeah, he's a try no, guy. Yeah, he, he he's what? He's a try guy. You know who the try guys are? No, the BuzzFeed group for like when BuzzFeed was like BuzzFeed videos. That was all it was. Hmm. That it the okay. Well, this is another this is another conversation. This is off pod conversation. Yeah, try guys. They, okay, they would do YouTube videos. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't I don't know him, but anyway,
1: I, I oh, didn't it, care. He
0: he did his Fine. voice acting. Um, his character was good. Yeah. Everything about this movie was good. Like the plot line, some of them, yes, yes, were predictable. That's any movie anymore. If yeah. you watch a bunch of films, you're going to, especially obviously,
1: a kid's movie, which is, I would say this is. isn't a kid's movie.
0: Really? I mean, yes, a kid could watch this movie and have a great time. Yeah. But as an adult, yeah, it's enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. Okay. And like some of the thematic elements also were adultish and like, you know, it, it, it has a little political and stuff like that as a whole. But like, yeah, Nomona was great and it had some of the better action. Like people say, Puss in Boots had great action, and it did. The Last Wish. I thought this one had even better. Like this is my this is one of my modern favorite animated films. Awesome. I had a great time. So I I know you were kind of
1: both of us were kind of like,
0: yeah, I could probably hit and miss on that.
1: Yeah. I think Nimona, you should give it a watch. I will. I will do that. One. Awesome. So, uh, I guess I'll hit. Uh, that was that's a that's a good Netflix movie. Um, I might as well hit a Hulu movie that I saw. I saw Flaming Hot. Finally, mm. uh, it's the uh, it's on Disney Plus too. The uh, bi it, oh yeah, it is because oh, they the, merged, uh, uh, merged some of their accounts. Yeah, it's the biopic uh, for the Flaming Hot Cheetos. Uh, I'm not going to go into do too much detail because honestly, there's not too much to say. Uh, it was a two and a half star for me. Uh, performances were subpar. Uh, I thought the story was like almost I'm trying to pull up what the run time was actually I got it
0: it's 99 minutes
1: uh it it, it still felt too long <laughs> it it felt long it, it could have been a 60 minute like something sh- a special that came on Freeform. Ew. um and but that doesn't mean like there weren't there were good moments in it um it just it wasn't what i expected i just kind of was uh, hoping for a little bit more and i'll just leave it at that
0: yeah I um, I'm looking at some of the reviews people put. it's got a 3.0 average yeah Um, I remember early when this dropped a few months ago the trailer I discussed I could see this film getting some yeah. traction No, glad I'd backed off that pretty quick I, so, I have not even watch it I wanted to and then the closer I got the more I saw about it I was like man I don't think I want to see this movie
1: yeah we've talked about this uh, past few episodes uh, different points of like IP driven like we're gonna see we didn't talk about it but, Next week, we're going to go see Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, but this oh huge gosh. push for um different IP, uh, like just like Mattel, um, Hasbro, Hasbro, and for whatever reason, Pepsi like products. Um, I didn't realize that Cheetos was a Pepsi product. You knew oh, yeah. this because I you weren't, yeah, yeah, uh, but. Kind of, it just it I felt, could blow your mind with some of the other brands you don't think own each other. It was the type of thing. Well, I've I've seen the big hierarchy of like who owns who. You can go into deep conspiracies. Oh, I know. Stuff. Uh, but, Especially working in <laughs> it in so many
0: years, it's amazing. <laughs> but
1: I could see where, in premise, this movie could have been really good and a lot better. But the uh, higher ups and some of these you know obviously the people that are paying the bills to make this movie happen are like hey we want you to push our product more than anything else yeah. Uh, so yeah flaming Hot if you got 90 Minutes to Kill it's definitely something you can throw in the background so
0: you want know a movie you can't throw in the background is I'm uh, gonna let you choose between these three okay so cause all of these three are films you cannot just throw one in the background you got Wild at Heart Jacob's Ladder, or Dancer in the Dark. Which one do you want to hear about first? Oh, you should hit Jacob's Ladder. Okay, so Jacob's Ladder is directed by Adrian Lyne, who did uh, Deep Water. Uh, uh, she's kind of like an erotic, or yep. he's like an erotic, erotic director. A lot of his films like Unfaithful Affair, Deep Water Affair, uh, Indecent Proposal Affair. Like, yeah, all of his big films, Fatal Attraction Affair. Uh, so this one didn't really have. This wasn't really about an affair. Oh. This movie is just wild. So it, this is a Tim Robbins movie and I'm really, really coming around to like Tim Robbins. mean, I've seen Shawshank, right? You know, that yeah. was like what I associated with him. Then I watched the Hudsucker Proxy. Loved it. Now I've watched Jacob's Ladder. Loved it. Like, yeah, I didn't realize I was a Tim, Tim Robbins stan. This is a really good guy, really good actor. So, anyway, this is, um, it's, this is one of those films that you can't, this is what I, I added it to my mind boner list because it's one of those films you have to, you can't be distracted. Really? You have okay. to watch. Yeah. You have to watch. And the bummer of this film is now there are other films
1: that have done this. It's, film. it's obvious, like, it's obviously been an inspiration for other stuff. Oh, most definitely. Okay.
0: So, it's about this guy and
1: his platoon um, who
0: go to Vietnam. And they get exposed to a nerve gas Yeah, and his platoon start turning on each other. And you should come to find out it was the American government who tested it on their platoon. Um, so the whole, the whole film is like every time he lays down to go to sleep, he dreams of flashbacks and then you're stuck in a different time period. Uh, so you have the Vietnam that's one scene or one part of the film that takes place throughout the whole film, like different parts of the film. It's not just set in one spot. So, you know, and it's, 130 on a two hour runtime, you're in Vietnam, you know, every 45 minutes, to an hour. And then you have, um, the this is why this movie's so neat. Again, I don't want to spoil it either because it's has yeah, got like no Memento. need to spoil
1: it because I I will try to watch this. So one. it's
0: set, it's like set in three different pieces, kind of like Bo was Afraid
1: in, in, in some ways. You yeah. have,
0: you have the Vietnam, you have, the underground gritty kind of New York Mm -hmm. vibe where he is trying to seek out help for his PTSD from Vietnam. And then you have this third. Hmm. (laughs) I don't think I can explain the third without making it spoiler. Okay. Because when you're watching it, you don't, it takes place a It circles around him and his buddies from Vietnam. Let's say it that way. um, I loved this movie I gave it yeah. four stars I could no I gave it four and a half stars I was like I, I, I need to talk myself up to this I got four and a half stars the only reason I penalized it for a half a star is just because it's not its fault because this one to my knowledge probably came first I'd seen like some of the sheen had fallen yeah, off so, yeah first yeah. time watching it you know uh, this came out in 1990 so wow. this many years later it's just like yeah, I've seen this movie before a couple times. Now. Yeah, but this was definitely they were all newer than this one. So, Jacob's Ladder get a phenomenal performance from Tim Robbins. You get a really good performance from um, uh, where was he? Oh yeah, for Jason, uh, Vin I his, his little bit was in there was fun. Um, Jay, you get some Jason Alexander for you Seinfeld folks. I thought there was one more. You know, you get a nice Kyle Gas sign in from Tenacious D. But no, uh, it, it's really, really good. The The most frightening thing here, here's a little synopsis Letterbox has. The most frightening thing about Jacob Singer's nightmare is that he isn't dreaming. After returning home from the Vietnam War, veteran Jacob Singer struggles to maintain his sanity, plagued by hallucinations and flashbacks. Uh, Singer rapidly falls apart as the world and people around him morph and twist into disturbing images. His girlfriend, Jesse and ex-wife Sarah try to help, but to little avail. Even Singer's chiropractic friend, Louise, fails to reach him as he descends into madness. Okay. Um, my gosh <laughs> I'm just telling you Jacob's Ladder I can't recommend enough it's a fantastic older film everybody needs to give it a go
1: okay I've got just it
0: buckle I, up I know sometimes you watch stuff in the background this is not a background film
1: I, I will take that yeah. with uh, I'll take that with caution yep. Added there to the a couple jump scares
0: uh, it's not a horror movie but it's definitely got some there, there are some very horror. tense moments and not in, like the Vietnam aspect like just like sees, someone like, in some, the room yeah, he sees like demonic stuff and like part of his PTSD kind of thing. Yeah. It's, but it's not a supernatural movie. But anyway, yeah, just telling you now, there's a couple jump scares.
1: Okay. Damn. Well, moving right along then. Yeah. You know what I can put on the background, even though it definitely warrants not having mm. anything, just nothing but this going on? What? Heat. Heat. I saw you rewatch that again. Is this the second time you've watched this this year? Third. Bang. <laughs> It's it's like a palate cleanser, man. Yeah, I probably wa- i tried tried to do these in order of like when I've watched them, but I probably watched a little bit earlier. I actually I know Looking what it was. List,
0: cracks of Asteroid City, Barton Fink, Tombo Cruelty, Traffic, Flaming Hot, Heat.
1: I listen. I know what happens. I watched Flaming Hot and I was like, this was extremely disappointing. I need a reset. I watched Heat and I was ready to go because I just hit some bangers after that. You did. Uh, so I can't he, wait to discuss. This. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. There's it's a five star movie still it will always be a five star movie and ever since the rumor has been brought up about heat 2 mm-hmm. um it a prequel adam driver playing um i can never remember character name but um um freaking uh Pacino's character and uh you've got uh freaking um i feel like that meme of the a black boy that's like and you see um i got a mm, uh mm, you know what I'm talking about? I have no clue. Yeah, what's no what's idea? Yeah, this is a whole is John fun. Mulaney thing again. It's great. Um, Anyways, what's his name? Elvis. Uh, Austin Butler. Austin Butler is playing... De Niro. Not De Niro. Um, Val Kilmer's character. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it would be great. He's awesome. I will talk about another movie because I know I got a longer list than you, though. Yeah. After that... Yeah, okay. I finally watched Under the Skin. You
0: finally watched your first Jonathan Glazer film.
1: I watched my first three
0: that are out currently and one coming out later this year. My
1: first Jonathan Glazer movie. Um have not been able to find uh, hot Hotspot yet. That's not Jonathan Glazer. No, 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 what is it? Uh Sexy Beast. Sexy Beast. LM baby. Yeah. I have not uh, Sexy Beast.
0: This is you we gave this the same rating. Four yeah. stars. This is I could have gave I could have gave it more. This is my least favorite of his, if that says yeah. anything. No, I know. Birth I, I, and sexy beast are, And that's what I'm I love about him. Like we, we watch these films, director series, and they're all so similar-ish. Yeah. All three of his films are way totally palette cleansed different. Like it's crazy.
1: Yeah. That's,
0: so yeah, tell me about I, Under the Skin.
1: Under the Skin. Um, so I mean it's it's basically alien prostitute. A seductive alien yeah. the
0: streets of Glasgow in search of a prey unsuspecting
1: many fall under her spell I'll be honest it was it was mesmerizing like w- like watching mm-hmm. just all the van scenes like just the the process of it all um it was very melodic and it was, I think it was meant to kind of lull you to sleep so whenever you finally do you get to the room and like you realize what's happening and you're like dang okay um this yeah. is like what I don't know you you watched it a while back and yeah, you kind of like, explained like five six months ago yeah and and you're like you know obviously the Scarlett Johansson like yes uh but you did not warn me about the one scene the elephant man the elephant
0: man. he's in a movie coming up um hang on I so
1: I'll be honest I, I kind of thought like oh is this like a, this is terrible nope never mind not for a podcast not no He's in a movie with Sebastian Stan. That's uh, awesome coming out. That's awesome. Uh, I thought he it was great.
0: A Different Man, and it has to do um, this. I have it on my watch list. When Edward, an outcast seeking a new life and a fresh start, undergoes facial reconstruction surgery, he becomes fixated on one man, starring as him in a stage rejection So, huh? And Sebastian Stan is the guy starring as him. And yeah. The guy with a deformed face is the one who is trying wow. to have the surgery. So, uh,
1: so it's not until she, uh, the alien, basically realizes all of the harm that she's caused and she runs away. And it kind of hit a moment where I realized like, oh, this is like a cycle. Like in the beginning, was that supposed to be herself? Yes. Exactly. Okay. And that's how
0: I took it. Yeah. And one thing I love, I was looking at it too to double check. A lot of the dudes that they picked up or like she talked to and trying to pick them Mm up, those weren't actors. Yeah. Those were just people to make it seem more real. It's crazy. And then some of the people that actually did some of the scenes weren't actors either to That's make it seem
1: absolutely crazy ballsy
0: yeah but it worked and it added to the the weirdness tension of it. yeah the weird now the guy with the exploding cr- wiener that was the, yeah. that was an actor
1: that was i didn't expect it no did not expect uh any of a lot of the stuff uh the ending though is great is this the
0: ending it is where like the park ranger guy whatever tries to rape her not park ranger he was a he was like a lumberjack oh yeah yeah and then she he like lights her on fire yes and, yeah. so that
1: okay. was like it was like an annihilation moment it
0: was because of the alien alien Yeah, yes. an alien but very similar to the same design yes which this came
1: first yeah it was great no but not book but the book from annihilation's out for a long, long time ago. so yeah under the skin four star movie for me it was great yep. I can't wait
0: for you to watch birth and Days yeah. now because my gosh they are good. Um, so I'll speak. I'll just stay in the vein of weirdness, and I want to go with Dancer in the Dark here. So the reason I chose this is because me and Dawson were talking the other day, and then he when he was in one of his films class because I was telling about how I watched Melancholia um, with Kirsten Dunst and uh, Alexander Skarsgard uh, last time we recorded uh, two Tuesdays ago, whatever, um, and how I was kind of, I liked it a lot, but I was kind of underwhelmed because Lars Van Triers. Always known for being so polarizing because his movies are so graphic and disturbing, blah, yeah. blah, blah, yada, yada. And Dancer in the Dark is renowned for being supposedly so unsettling and disturbing. And I remember Dawson was like, Yeah, I don't think I could bring myself to watch it because in my, my film classes, they talked about like how just, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I want, I'll watch something. I was in a mood. This is, I mean, this was a few weeks ago now. I was like, I'll, I'll watch, I'll watch Dancer in the Dark because now I might as well watch my Large Van movies now. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read the synopsis real quick and then go into it. Cause this movie's hard to explain. You don't need eyes to see Selma, a Shekka immigrant on the verge of blindness, struggles to make ends meet for herself and her son who has inherited the same genetic disorder and will suffer the same fate without an expensive operation. When life gets too difficult, Selma learns to cope through her love of musicals, escaping life's troubles, even if just for a moment by dreaming up little numbers to rhythmic beats of her own surroundings. It's got a 4.1 on letterboxd. Wow. Um, I gave it a four. This is not the classic I was hoping it would be. Uh-huh. Um, I actually found myself getting a little bored from time to time. Um, I do not understand why people are so scarred and traumatized by this film. Mm. There are only two graphic <laughs> scenes in the whole film, and one is where she just beats a dude to death. That's it's, you see her bludgeoning him, but you don't watch it. You just see her, like you can see her like swatting the hammer or whatever. Yeah, but not him until it's over. So that's not. I see way worse in Game of Thrones you know what I mean and then the ending spoiler well do you want to be spoiled
1: no don't spoil it I'll watch this well the ending you know there's a well I can't spoil it then
0: yeah but it's nothing you hadn't seen before like nothing crazy either
1: I mean this was a 2000 release yeah and I feel like the tone of this movie feels like well I did send you
0: a video of the song that
1: her and what's this Peter Stormare were singing yeah that's that was weird
0: it, the music is a little unsettling, but I don't think that, I don't know if that's the point of it or not. So Bjork is the main, main character. She is a world-renowned yeah singer. Now, definitely not my cup of tea, uh, and but Peter Stromar is also not my cup of tea singing. I've seen more, he's one of my top-rated actors on Letterbox this year, because I've watched so many Peter Stramar for especially that's because of crazy. the Coen brothers. Yeah. And he's been in a couple of, he was in a Gilliam film or two, too. So, yeah, he's everywhere now with this one. But yeah, Bjork was really good in a weird way. David Morse, though, what a creep. Um, he, I, I've seen him in a ton of stuff. He's like the main guy in Disturbia. He's in World War Z, 12 Monkeys, uh, The Rock.
1: He doesn't look it, though. It's weird. Who? Uh, uh, David Morse. Yeah. So he kind of like looks like a bloated Simon Pegg.
0: Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Yeah, so he's the next door neighbor, and you kind of think you're gonna like him. Then you kind of think, "Oh wow, I hate this guy. He's a cop." And mm. yeah, it gets real weird. Like, yeah, it, it has you thinking certain people are bad, certain people are good. And then, like I said, since you're gonna watch, it, I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, but no, Danger in the Dark is a is a fun movie, in some ways. Uh, very creative, very creative, probably the most creative soundtrack or music or oh, okay. uh, so. arrangement pieces. Yeah. So like if you're, if you're an, like you're a musician yeah. you'll appreciate it because what they how they made these songs work if you can consider them that Yeah. is amazing because I, I could have never It have...
1: sounds like it's a musical the way you're describing it.
0: It's like a it's like a uh, like, a, like a up sound of music. Okay. Like take the sound of music and put it on acid. Yeah. And add some
1: gruesome murders Maybe into it. Maybe that's probably where some of the highest theme, like,
0: I guess it, it's, it's well done. It's just weird. It's weird. And not in the ways you think it's going to be weird. And I also thought it was going to be something totally different. So I'm, if you're listening and you've been avoiding watching dance to the dark, cause you're afraid it's going to like scar your psyche. You can rest easy. If you've seen about any other rated R film. Okay. This is nothing compared to a lot of stuff that's out there today. Yeah. So maybe 23 years ago it was, but now no, and we're just desensitized, I guess, but no dance to the dark is good. Um, you need to watch some large adventure movies too. So yeah, you just I'll discuss. do that. So I've only seen, uh, the house that Jack built melancholia and this one now. So I'm three. So what's your next one?
1: Uh, the drop, uh, it's on Hulu right now. And was it, this Gandalf's last film. Yes. And it was kind of obvious. I hate it. I, I hate, I hate saying that, but like it was kind of painful watching him on, on screen. Mm-hmm. He just, he looked and sounded old. Um, not, not old. He, he sounded not well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's it's it sucks because he's amazing in it. Um, It's it's basically about this bartender that, you know, he almost seems like there's something just a little bit off with him, And um, is Tom Hardy, the bar- bartender? Yes. Okay. And honestly, like the the. Eastern like accent, like the I guess they're from New York, I think they're from New York. Uh yeah, because they're from the the boroughs. Um, it worked. Uh, I feel like sometimes Tom Hardy kind of overdoes it with some some he of knows. his his accents. Uh, it kind of worked for me because I think it was the just the part itself. Um, the type of player type of character he was playing. Um, there were moments where it was a where it was a little off putting. Um, it, I wasn't crazy about this movie. Uh, I felt like it was going to be something different than what it ended up being I uh, thought it was going to be like a real big like mob movie but there were some elements of that but mm-hmm. it ended up
0: I never heard of it until I so saw you log it
1: I think you should watch it there's a, a reveal at the end that was kind of obvious but I think Tom Hardy's worth seeing in it um Gandolfini is is a treasure and you should watch it for that um that alone so
0: I'll, I'll give it a go at some point yeah I like Tom Hardy it's a it's I, a, a good anyway.
1: quick movie I think it was 90 something oh 106 actually it was a little bit longer than I thought well
0: I guess that's a compliment then we thought it was shorter
1: yeah yeah it, it was relatively well paced so I gave it three stars and probably don't need to watch it again okay um
0: I'll, I have I have three more one that we mutually watched so we'll save that one that can be our okay, last
1: one I, I'll, hit, I'll hit a couple yeah. more then uh so, do we think it's time? Should I should I bring it up? Which one?
0: I don't have your list pulled. I was looking at my letterbox.
1: <sighs> no, I'll stay in the vein of uh, some mob stuff. I watched Danny Brasco today, and I, I've heard it mentioned a lot.
0: Oh, were you going to talk about Sof?
1: <sighs> yeah. Okay. But no, I yeah, want to okay. stay. I would stay with Brasco. This is the first time i ever watched a movie where Al Pacino. It felt like Al Pacino's outshine. By the way, you should watch it. I don't know. Um, based off a true story, uh, so that's like I don't think we'd be spoiling anything when talking about it. But it talks about um, an undercover FBI agent basically trying to build a RICO case against uh, the mob in New York, and Johnny Depp plays uh, Danny Roscoe yep. and Depp kills it. Uh he I've heard it's one of his better roles. It absolutely kills it. Um it's he it, it, it it's weird because he seems younger than I feel like the character he's playing, he's got a family with kids in it and every time they're on in, on screen together um it just doesn't kind of fit. That was the only thing I kind of had an issue with. Um but whenever he is in that wise guy role, it is electrifying. Yeah, Him and Pacino together too. Uh, Pacino's given a lot different energy than you normally see him in this type of role, too. So it was kind of heartwarming to watch. Um, I don't hear that described for Donny Brasco very I, much. Th- I think that's how I would describe this movie. It was heartwarming. Hmm. Interesting, um, and you should watch it. It was. No, I
0: want to. I I've, I don't know why how this has always escaped me, but I've always wanted to watch Donny
1: Brasco. So it it was a four star, I think, for me. Um, it was. Yeah, yeah, four star. Yeah, give it four. And uh, yeah, I would watch this again in a heartbeat. It was, it was enjoyable. I'll take a bit to give it a
0: go because I, I love Johnny Depp, I love Al Pacino. I love that whole just style of film. So yeah. I'll have to, I now that you brought that back up because I had a conversation with it a few years ago and now, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a sign. So do
1: I need to hit another one
0: then? Uh, so since we're not talking about Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones until the next
1: episode, oh, okay, yeah, we can so do that. Yeah, I'll yeah.
0: Uh, I'll go then because I would think I have. I think I may have one more than you. Then okay, so I'll talk about No Hard Feelings because um, that was the oldest one I saw. I saw it um, the night we were going to record and we didn't. Oh yeah. So I watched No Hard Feelings, the new Jennifer Lawrence um, comedy that is supposed to like put comedies back on the map. Um, I gave it three stars, same rating as the Machine for a similar reason. The funniest stuffs in the trailers, yeah. Um, that's not to say there aren't some cheeky jokes in there that maybe do like a little, huh, yeah, you know, internal little chuckle. Um, but it is good. It, it is good. It's one hundred and three minutes. It's a little long for what it is. Um, Jennifer Lawrence does a fantastic job, and I would love to see her in more comedy bits. Yeah. Um, I I thought, and I also loved Matthew Broderick as this weird layered Decker dad. He 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 was fun. Um, you also get your boy. Um, uh, what's the guy's name from the bear? The brother or the
1: cousin? 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 Yeah, he's in this too. Uh, Michael uh Moss. Oh yeah, I got his name. I couldn't think of his name. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh Richie. Cousin Richie, Richie. Yeah, cousin
0: Richie. He he's in this too. Uh, in a couple of scenes. But yeah,
1: no, it's good. Like, but but to
0: see the trailers to see you get the whole gist of the movie. Yeah. Um, you do get a four minute full frontal maybe not for three minute full frontal nudity jennifer lawrence um but not in like a sexual way she's fighting people yeah on the beach it's
1: hilarious uh yeah it was weird um did you did you hear about her reasoning for that scene mm-mm. so apparently i don't know if it was i think it might have been an interview with like Vanity fair or something weird like that um, but they they brought up like why would you be okay with doing something like this? Comfortable doing this is like especially this point in her career because she didn't have to. Well, yeah. she was like, well, because everybody's seen them. She's she had that incident the a, few, a few years back yeah. of like her phone being leaked and all that. She's like, it, like, like there's nothing to hide now. It's just like you know you just have to embrace it and whatever. And um, it's good to know that like she was good in, in this type of role like mm-hmm. this this you know yeah. comedy role because. I mean, I think she, yeah, she's good at it. So she just yeah, no, yeah, foot. Jennifer
0: Lawrence was great. It's just the film itself just ran out of steam. So you know, it's the same guy who directed Good Boys, which Good Boys I gave two and a half stars. Ooh, yeah, same reasoning.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, it had some reason. Now, Good Boys I think had some funnier, like I laughed harder at the scenes yeah. in Good Boys, but they were so few and in between. This one had more consistent laughs. They're just predictable, cliche, and a laugh them in the trailers. So still, I mean, they're not funny. Like the machine, like the machine made me laugh out loud quite a few times too. But
1: but a little bit better story though. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it's good. I'm glad these movies are doing well. I did well at the box office. It still yeah. isn't theater, so
1: good. Um, but
0: it's it alright. I think it was a little overhyped. I think it's, it was a little it's overhyped. Not,
1: um, it's not creepy you like you know the whole
0: oh no it is it is it's rapey
1: really yeah because I heard what she's, I was hearing she's
0: 32 he's like
1: 19 and yeah so what I what I was hearing is that it's not because basically what the story is basically trying to communicate is that nobody wants to have sex anymore like nobody <laughs> has sex anymore except or like, that's her. the that's the disconnect she... is that this older generation like the the gap is so it, it's marginal like it's not that much but it's just enough to where yeah that that one aspect of a sex life is totally different yeah i
0: can see that but this is definitely it definitely gives weird like okay like like, like, like i said if you somehow gender swapped this though this would be oh, yeah. the worst thing ever yeah and like it was so weird because he was so adamant about not having sex with her and she was just trying to like rape him all the time yeah like getting him drunk to have sex with her like that yep. kind of stuff
1: yep like <laughs> right. I, was, I was watching
0: i was like <laughs> Man, they really, this really is playing into my. This is kind of creepy, kind of. Vibes. Oh. Uh, I mean, it didn't bother me, is you know, but I was just like, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. No, uh, no hard feelings. It's fine. I have no hard feelings towards <laughs> it. It's just, uh, uh-huh. you know, it's all right. It's all right. It's definitely not the, they called it like the second coming of super bad. That's ridiculous.
1: It's not, yeah. Not that. Well, we might as well stay on the age gap thing. I watched Licorice Pizza, Fourth mm. uh, of July. Um, Had a really long day and came home wanted to unwind and I watched the most uh, patriotic thing I could think of I still haven't seen you have not watched Liquor's Pizza
0: no. started it twice never got to it because
1: one night I started at 1am see 10 minutes in the thing is though I think there's a pretty big possibility you would hate this movie um, and that sucks because I love this movie Is
0: I've ever seen a Bradley Cooper movie I didn't like except for Aloha
1: well I I will go ahead and say the first time I watched it, I was a little bit let down, partially because of, of uh, Bradley Cooper's role. Um, it's undersold or not undersold. It's oversold. Yeah, oversold just based off the trailer. Uh, you get just like one or two scenes with them. But mm. they are they are great scenes. Uh, but the stars at the
0: cast, I didn't realize that Um, my boy uh, John Michael Higgins is in it.
1: Uh, Who does he play? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Love him and almost that is anything he's ever his, been in his role, because he he plays a restaurant owner, Jerry Frick. uh Yes, he plays a restaurant owner who is married to uh these Japanese women. He's opening a Japanese restaurant, and <laughs> he speaks very inappropriately to these women. Yeah, it sounds just, about like oh him. yeah, it is right up his alley. um But yeah, this is uh H- uh Heim. I I think is how you say the last name they, you know she's a singer Haim. Haim. in uh yeah Haim in, in the band Haim. um she's amazing in it absolutely kills it Cooper Hoffman Philip Seymour Hoffman's son um I don't think this was his first movie but it was his first like it's his first major, feature yeah first feature he's electric like I think now it is his first I I think back to like seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman for the first time in Boogie Nights, like that energy. Um, I don't think it's ironic. I don't think it's a, a coincidence that like the time, the, the, um, the setting is very similar. Um, but yeah, the story, I think I was, I think I was reading Dawson's review after the fact. And yeah, it is basically a once upon a time, in the seventies type of, of yeah. feel. Um, it's just a story just explaining this time in life. And, uh, yeah, I will say there is a great Sean Penn scene. It's, and Tom Waits is in it too. I like Tom. Yeah. Waits. Uh, it is. It's awesome. I love this. I, mean, movie. I, I like, I mean, whether it be
0: Phantom Thread or Inherent Bites, I like Paul Thomas Anderson. So mm. I, I probably will like it because I like most of his other work. So oh, there was, there will be blood. Oh yeah. Dude. That was him.
1: Oh, yeah, no, so, so yeah,
0: hey, I I will probably like it. I mean, because I like his other work. So I'm I'm optimistic. I need to watch it though, because it's been plaguing me for a long time. Um, so I'm gonna jump into my last one before we have our shared one. Okay. Um, and that is Wild at Heart. This is a David Lynch Nicolas Cage film. I'm trying to do a Nicolas Cage film a week that I haven't seen. Wow. Um, so I did adaptation and snake eyes the last couple weeks, yeah. and then this time I did Wild at Heart. No one could have prepared me for this film. And people have definitely undersold this film. Um, this is a 1990 David Lynch film. Um, the, <laughs> the synopsis of this film is short, but pretty pretty sweet. A wild, crazy love story. Young lovers, Sailor and Lula, run from a variety of weirdos that Lula's mom has hired to try to kill Sailor. Uh, Nicolas Cage is Sailor. So Nicolas Cage is just like sleazy uh just bad boy greaser yeah who is great at sex okay and is a womanizer and boned his girlfriend's mom Lula for a long
1: time um which Lula is played, for a long time like for a period yeah the period for like just like one setting no 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 like a period of dates <laughs> okay. like bone or
0: something but like she became like crazy, crazy crazy about it. I got um, you. Laura Dern is his girlfriend. You get a very young Laura Laura Dern who you, shocking, I always try to get people like, hey, if you're going to have a boobie count, you see a lot of Laura Dern boobies, but
1: in this film. Youngest Laura Dern movie you've seen? Jurassic. No.
0: No. I was thinking she was a little kid in Jurassic
1: Park. Blue uh, Blue Velvet. I've never seen Blue Velvet. Is it Blue Velvet? It's the uh, Lynch movie. Yeah, that's Blue Velvet. You got to watch Blue Velvet. I've never seen it. That's like a a 17-year-old Laura Dern, and it was impressive. Naked? No, oh, good. just so that's, actor. It's
0: weird. Jesus. <laughs> uh,
1: She's an amazing actress.
0: So she reminded me a lot of um, the actress in Yellow Jacket and Christmas Vacation in this film, though. Yeah, I know you're talking oh, about. Oh my gosh, I can't think of her actress's name. Anyway, so yeah, Wild at Heart is freaking nuts, bro. Like, the editing of this film... Is like you're just on crack the whole time. Like the pacing of this film is whiplash. Oh. And Willem Dafoe is the grossest, most detestable role I've ever seen him in. Like he grossed me out, but I loved it. He plays just okay. like he's, he plays, oh, Bobby Peru. Uh. You want Bobby Peru to fuck you, don't you? Oh, he just said it. I, I, I edited it out. I just, I just did yeah. it. Yeah. But he, he he's in there like basically like force fingering, uh, yeah, Nicholas Cage's girl while he's, uh, he's like finger raping Arconda yeah I don't like that and he keeps whispering It's like all you gotta do is say stop Bobby Peru uh, so like F me Bobby Peru or whatever oh and he's got God. no teeth up here so it's all gums oh. he's got this really bad he's a porn guy uh-huh. porn director and he only does fat chicks like obese women because
1: they come running out one night <sighs> Uh, I'm gonna it, need you to stop describing this movie so that I have more reason to watch it, <laughs> <laughs> because you ain't, you ain't selling it right now. <laughs> well,
0: I I, 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 call, I told Dawson, I was like, because Dawson loves this film. I was like, yeah, you didn't prepare me anything yeah. for this film. Like, I'm trying to at least prepare you. This is a nah, gross,
1: I don't need, s- sleazy, seedy film. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'd rather go in blood for a movie like that. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is. <sighs>
0: You get every spectrum of Nicolas Cage and you get the cagiest of cages. You get the most subdued cages. This is like a this whole film is just a freaking roller coaster scene over scene. Like there's this one scene where the mother in law starts regretting putting the hit out on Sailor Nicolas Cage. Yeah, because um, he's, he's gone around the world with her daughter and she is like a germaphobe in this part of the movie. She's like she like changed. She's nuts and she gets makeup or this lipstick and just rubs it all over her face. till she's all red. Like, cause I got like tomato. Oh, like it, but it's like, they do it in a very unsettling. Like you, you feel gross watching it. Mm. Like the whole movie, you just feel gross and sweaty. Like Laura Dern throws up at one point in the film. Yeah. And vomits on the floor and they leave it for the rest of the film. And like it progressively starts smelling worse and molding mm. on the floor and fly. Like Nichols could open the door, like 30 flies and maggots will fly up. And it's just like, it's like that kind of stuff. The whole film. It's just like, Oh, whoa. Yeah. And there's some weird stuff with like a baby. I don't know, man, there's some weird stuff in this film. And then like how it ends and Willem Dafoe's story arc. And you should watch wild at heart so we can discuss it.
1: Wild at heart, not snake eyes. Cause that's what you watched. No, snake about, eyes so. is good.
0: And objectively, maybe a easier film to follow. <laughs> uh, it <laughs> definitely is an, an easier it. film to follow. Wild at heart is insane. Like okay. insane insanity. Like, I need to watch more David Lynch, I think, because I've only seen uh Mulholland Drive this one.
1: Yeah, I so I think that's it. Okay, so I will remember this for our next for next episode because I will I'm adding a David Lynch movie for <laughs> our our topic later. Blue Velvet? Yeah, you okay, gotta watch sweet. Blue Velvet. Um yeah,
0: Wild at Heart. I can't wait to compare the two in contrasting because I watched Holland Drive like two months ago so it's three David yeah, Lynch movies. yeah I didn't films. realize
1: that this was uh, a David Lynch movie for some oh reason
0: like I'm telling you like I, I needed to take a shower after watching this film
1: that is that is the vibe for most Lynch stuff bro I love it yeah. did you ever like you watched Twin Peaks though no okay
0: it's I mean I've good. seen an episode or two of Twin Peaks but I didn't yeah, just watch
1: it you just can't watch an episode or two of Twin Peaks I was though. an X-Files
0: guy but most importantly I was a supernatural it's, it's, guy
1: Okay, I think those are different. No, nope. Supernatural is the best and the original. I know, but that's a different. Want to say original I'm being? Twin facetious. Peaks is a is a mystery. So well, is. Supernatural. Supernatural's life, after season three it's is more a mystery. of an adventure. No, it's more of an adventure. No.
0: no. Yeah.
1: No. I've never watched Supernatural. Exactly, I, know I can tell
0: it shows. <laughs> um. Anyway, because you know. Anyway. so yeah, Wild Heart is insane. It's insane. Is the same, so I recommend watching it just for the fact that I've never, and that 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 is a compliment of itself. I've never seen a film like Wild at Heart. Yeah, so you know, kudos. Yeah. Do you have any more? Do you up to Asteroid City too?
1: Mm, nope. So f- I watched a movie that has been said to be a box office hit.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about it in our news in a minute. Um, <laughs>
1: I watched The Sound of Freedom.
0: Yeah, Jim Caviezel, Mel Gibson, holy crap! Jesus, the Letterbox score,
1: yeah, three point five. It makes zero sense. I didn't. I didn't realize all the the. There, listen. I am not. I, in my review, I stated, this is. I I recognize that the issues. Presented in this movie are real mm-hmm. very present sad in mm-hmm. our society it's absolutely tragic mm-hmm. that this is a reality for our world but how in the world did this movie make it feel so fictional that it would that it would actually play out this way my dad was trying to like talk to me afterwards because again like my mom wanted to take us to this movie <laughs> Whenever, whenever my dad presented it to me, it was like, your mom wants to, us to go all the movie. It's like, oh, I guess we can go see uh, Indiana Jones yeah. together. Nope. Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Um, yeah. Jim Caviezel, though, uh, should have left his acting career up on the cross. Okay. Listen, you've never seen Person of Interest. Is it post-passion? Uh, yeah, pretty sure. Okay. Person of Interest
0: is great. All right. Got Ben Linus from Lost in it. They're the two stars.
1: I, uh, I'm just saying, there were moments where I, I really could see this being a good movie. It's five seasons. It came on in 2011, so that's post. Um, yeah, I, I could see this being a good movie. It was like two hours and ten minutes long. Uh, it could have been thirty. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it could have been minutes. Dang, it could have been an hour and thirty. You never Easy. responded to the guy who asked how. i I'm. I'm He can tune into the podcast. I might link this episode to it. Cr
0: Newton, we're talking about you, boy.
1: Yeah, I, (laughs) I just I struggled with the acting. Um, Jim Caviezel's character is very way too serious. Um, He would drop some one liners that were just hyper saves, like pure flicks, baby. Like the the one line. No, this is an Angels Angel Studios, which I wanted to get to the topic of like angel studios, not, not terrible. Some stuff they got coming out mm. looks actually decent. Is that the
0: uh, nefarious movie too? Did they do that one?
1: I don't know about that. There's, there's one coming up, up though, that follows like the story of a nun and it actually gets into like some women in ministry mm. talk and it, it, it looks actually compelling. Like is a, a serious drama movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh sound of freedom, the 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 acting's terrible the first 30 minutes of it the movie i feel like is trying to make you think that um Cavizel's character who is this fbi agent mm-hmm. or uh home like homeland security whatever one of the two um, he's an agent that basically actually is a pedophile and he's trying oh. to he's tr- he's trying to befriend this person that they've brought in the very you first scene you have to
0: immediately know jim cavazal in person like i don't know in person but like
1: he would never sign on to play that role. Yeah. No, <laughs> he wouldn't. No, because, yeah. Listen, Jim Caviezel is very adamant about his own political views. and oh, yeah. I feel like it comes across in this movie way too much. Um, and it's hard to look past. And for that, I gave it one and a half stars. Uh, no um,
0: desire to see this movie. Um, not I, even. I, I was expecting the... to see a Mel Gibson credit. He's he... not credited anywhere. Why would he? Because he just did that big tell all and is like promoting the crap out of this movie. Like Mel Gibson is like, he did a documentary just now about human trafficking. It's like, yeah, I don't know. The world up in arms right now. Yeah. I I, thought he had something to do with this, but I guess not.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a, it was a weird watch. Um, It was really long and that's really all I got to say about it.
0: Well, then let's discuss Asteroid City for a pilot change. Let's do it. Um, You brought this up last episode, I think, um, two weeks ago. Yeah. I hadn't seen it yet. Uh, so I met Dawson and Ellie, and me and Abby went and saw. Uh, Abby did not like it. No, Abby did not like it. <laughs> so we saw Ashford city at Maiden Alley. I know, give a little hindsight, we had went to dinner at um, it's pouring dinner right outside, and we had gone to dinner at uh, Paducah Beer Works. Yep. and I we got the Nashville hot chicken pizza, which is like my favorite pizza in all of Paducah. However, I, you know, and I, I'm kind of sensitive to spicy <laughs> stuff. Like if it's hot, I'll tell you it's you know it's got a little heat to it. I don't taste the heat at all in that pizza. Well, we got it and, you know, cause they don't do it by the slice or you have to order one whole yeah. pizza. So it's like, all right, I'll eat off here. So we got that onion ring. Oh, she says way too hot. Yeah. So that was already a bad start to the night. And then, <laughs> um, you know, my fault. And then we go to Main Alley. Uh, there's like a tornado warning to Marshall where my parents are watching our daughters here. Yeah. Or our daughter. And um, so that's an outer layer of stress. Yeah. So we're trying to go into the theater. We get in there and abby immediately like 20 minutes in she's like already rolling her eyes leaning back in her chair like this is not for me this (laughs) she's never seen a wes anderson film she made like 15 minutes into grand budapest one night she kind of liked it but we were both sleepy so didn't finish it yeah um about 45 minutes in she was like i'm going to the truck i hate this this is awful I, I i got i got mad and i was like no you're not you're staying here. <laughs> so she did. And I, she, she ended up liking it a little bit better after she sat through it all and then the next day thought about it, could appreciate the artistry yeah. at least. But I don't think she would. I think she gave it three stars. Um,
1: so the three act series of it, like the super meta aspect to the, to the movie, like you get that from the jump and it's just it. Which is why I
0: didn't believe that that was the case. I was waiting for some. I mean, I know Wes Anderson isn't like, the Russo brothers keep you in suspense and then you know switch it up on you yeah I just kept waiting to think like there's no way they're just really all a stage play right now you know what I mean like, yeah but they were the whole yeah. time you're watching it you know yeah um, that was and that's part of the reason me and ended up liking it better too like I was leaning more three and a half stars till at the end you really find out oh this really actually was all the Margot Robbie scene oh yeah it was great absolutely yeah, great
1: love that Did you hear that no I didn't thank you though Oh, no, um, it was her oh fuck <laughs> I felt it uh, yeah i i think grand budapest is is a much better movie um just as a whole so if you can get abby to watch that that would probably you know probably uh form a better reception and opinion of wes anderson for uh but yeah, I made Caitlin watch it and she had a very, very similar reaction. Uh whenever it hit that second scene, Caitlin just kind of like rolled her eyes I was like, I gotta sit through two more of these. Yeah. I was like, Yes, you do. And I was it, this wasn't like the last movie that I took Caitlyn to where Was that Babylon? In, instantly she knew she was gonna hate. Yeah. And I felt terrible for that one. Um because it was Babylon wasn't, is a way better film. I wouldn't disagree that one's like perfect listen so asteroid city is like a celebration of all things wes anderson i feel like what yeah. he does well i like i have it at four stars and other times i could lower it to three and a half like
0: i enjoyed this movie uh-huh. it's beautiful to look at i love the plot pieces the performances were all great but there's nothing about this movie to me that like in hindsight i was like dang bro i loved that like that mm-hmm. was great it's not like you know what that's pretty good It was, it was good which is more, th- I'm, I'm thinking, I'm gonna change my rating right now.
1: I saw a tweet that said this was basically nope for people that listen to Father John Misty. I don't know what that is, so you don't know who Father John Misty is. No. Oh, tragedy! Who's Father John Misty? He's an he's a folk indie artist. Don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff. You probably wouldn't like it, but it's no. good stuff,
0: yeah. Um, no, yeah, Asteroid City. I know you you, you talked about it that one night, so I'm not gonna piggyback off it too much. Uh, to me, I thought, I thought Adrian Brody, I mean, out of what time he had, was the best.
1: Yeah. Adrian Brody was fantastic. I love Adrian Brody in anything, Wes Anderson.
0: I, I do too. And I thought he, you know, really stole the show from everybody when he was on screen um, and stood out. And honestly, Lee Schreiber had some really funny spots because he kept having the, do you dare me, kid? Do you dare me? Do you dare mm-hmm. me? So I, I loved his interactions there. Uh, Steve Carell took long enough to get him in a Wes Anderson yeah film he fit perfectly
1: in uh loved loved his role as the hotel manager um who's the who's the the woman who's one of the parents not scarlett johansson hope davis hope davis yeah yeah she she was good Um, that was her first wes anderson movie as well mm -hmm. like he finds those people that just you you wouldn't think would be great or you realize should be in these movies you don't understand why they had not been in there sooner i guess what i'm trying to say yeah hope davis is definitely one of them
0: you know, and Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson—they're both good. I role. thought their chemistry was great. Yeah, and, and, and it, as good as it can be in a Wes Anderson kind of it, film,
1: which is why it's great because right. you have to know how to toe that line of yep. not overly flirtatious, but still the sexual tension. Yeah, like it's it's I don't know, man. It's it's a weird song and dance. I like the Tom Hanks edition though. Tom Hanks was Tom Hanks was great, great in this. Um, it felt like he was filling filling a Bill Murray role, definitely. Agree. Um, yeah. But it was it was, I feel like in a world of Wes Anderson, Bill Murray, like that character would be played by Bill Murray.
0: Uh, I agree if that makes sense. But well, since I, this I think is, it would have been Wes Anderson. But, I, bet, I bet they still would have if he wasn't in like the trouble he's in.
1: Well, I, I still think though, since this is a like a screenplay type yeah. of thing, like it's it's a different setting. I think you get a more dramatic type of Bill Murray type character which I think is a good Tom Hanks fill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah was, I didn't real I didn't realize Bill Murray was in all that stuff at the time. Still, I guess. Yeah, all those sexual harassment claims, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh
0: Fisher Stevens, uh then a blink and you miss it gone moment. He's
1: in so many westerns. Yeah, you know, he was like stuff. a
0: sex symbol for a long time. Yes. I know. He was clue.
1: married to uh or not was he married to or dating Madonna.
0: Uh I don't know, you're getting pegged, I'm sure.
1: No, not Madonna. Was it Madonna?
0: I think so. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure. You have to look it up and you know confirm, but I want to say he was. Uh but that scene where they were talking about uh and where they're at their college of Willem Dafoe and all of them, and they're talking about being awake and asleep. That was great. That was one of my favorite scenes of the whole film. Where everybody's acting like they're asleep and
1: mantra. S- Michelle Pfeiffer. He dated Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Did you not date Madonna?
1: No. Hmm.
0: It's like when I was looking at all that Guy Ritchie stuff, I thought he was there. Listen, this hat. Yeah. Award of the cigar bar. is taken weeks. Yeah. Don't even wear a hat next time. The trick.
1: Do you use dryer sheets? No. You told oh. me this, though. Yeah. Dryer sheets. Like I logo. can still
0: smell it just enough. It smells like those days back in college. Yeah. There's cologne, sweat, and cigar in there. Yep but no Asteroid City it was good it's definitely not probably in my top top three or four Wes Anderson films but I did enjoy it a lot so is that do you have any more or Was that it
1: um, I watched all the I've seen I
0: watched all five Indiana Jones films we're going to save that
1: for, yeah and I want to talk about Station Impossible for that as well you heard
0: that one though didn't you I did I yeah. that Luna's well, just Luna's farting in her sleep and like talking over here so um that's our in review port or uh what we've been watching so that now brings us to the news oh wait no no no! i almost forgot i got a tv show uh i watched the first three episodes of hijack last night yeah apple tv show um idris elba takes place about this hijacking on a plane that's leaving um abu dhabi and uh you know idris elba is like a world-class negotiator he has to try to like he gets a message out beforehand. People, the hijackers are really good at it. So are like making it look like everything's okay. So he's trying to figure out how to play both sides. So like some people on the plane think he's like a traitor, mm-hmm. but some people he's working with realize he's doing the right thing, but they're, you know, have to be smart not to get killed. So anyway, it's really good. It, it is a, it is a very simple kind of show. It's a, a plane hijacking. So it's not much you can do with a hijacking. Yeah. Um, but it's tense. It's good. Edris Elba does great. So I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I watched one more episode of Silo. I'm up to episode five or six now. Uh, loving Silo. I took a break because I thought me and Abby might watch it together, but it's um, been yeah. a while. I'll just watch it a second time. Um, and I meant to add this the first time because I said I was going to mention Toy Story 3. So I started watching Toy Story 3 on my daughter today. And I think it should be required that every person who's going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer watch Toy Story 3 the first 30 minutes of it. Say that again? Me and Violet watched Toy Story yeah. 3 the first hour of it today or 48 minutes or something like that. And I think everybody's going to go see Barbie and Oppenheimer this next week. Should watch the first 40 minutes of Toy Story 3. Because why? In the opening scene of the movie, there's this part where uh, the evil Dr. Porkchop drops a barrel of monkeys and it turns into a nuclear bomb. It's a mushroom cloud of monkeys. Then the big one of the big plot points of twister threes when they go to sunnyside and barbie and ken meet for the first time have their big dream house ken barbie party i was watching i was like oh look there's a nuclear bomb literally a mushroom cloud of monkeys Jesus. exploding that they dropped and you see buzz and Woody just looking at like oh my gosh there's a nuclear bomb And it shows it in their eyes the mushroom cloud yeah and then 30 minutes later barbie and ken are having a house party I'm like i'm watching Offenheimer barbie right now right it's here a leo snap right yeah, there yeah yeah, great. yeah. yeah it's I, a stretch, I don't see I
1: christopher like, nolan uh it's endorsing along toys with toys. that <laughs> I,
0: I mean I did and you know it was great uh but yeah, did you watch any shows
1: uh did you watch the
0: bear for a fourth time
1: no I didn't That's I good. I actually watched some movies I felt bad about it um no but I am I will be watching the foundation this week season um, two baby I can't wait two. my dad
0: I'm gonna I gotta think I got my dad gonna watch it really I, yeah well because I told him the first season and I did did double check to make sure yeah it's clean very clean there's like very minimal language and nothing severe and no nudity or anything like yeah. that. So I was like, I think you can get down with it. So, because he never heard of it except for me telling he and a trailer for the second season showed up. Yeah. Um, he's he's like, got
1: to be, Flynn's got to well, be my a dad fan. Loves sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Like, and like Fr- this, we dystopian. Love like We
0: watch Fringe together. Yeah. And like, that was our jam. So. Ah, I'm
1: miss Fringe. Or Fringe. There's a new series coming to, um, oh, H- to, comes to, to Max. Oh, yes. July 16th. Um, there's a, a new miniseries coming to uh, Max and it has Claire Danes in it and uh, Timothy Oliphant and Zazie Beats
0: and oh we talked else. about this on the last podcast Did we? I read it off yeah cause I remember we we're, were talking about Timothy Oliphant being in Asteroid City I asked if he was in there for some reason I thought he was and he wasn't and I yeah. was like I was looking at his filmography
1: and I, yes I it's, a, it, it's a mini series coming to uh, Max that is already getting some, some great I can't wait hype, so yep. looking forward to it it'll be good
0: Um, So let's jump into the news. Um, We touched on it at the beginning, so we won't belabor it. Uh, Ferrari, which JP has picked for some Oscar potential. Uh, It's been very quiet about it to the point that I thought I just assumed it wasn't going to come out this year. Um, But it got picked up by Neon, and it's going to release at Christmas on Netflix.
1: It's going to be amazing. Uh, All we have seen so far is still just that one shot of Adam Driver. It's like Killers of the Flower Moon all over again. Dress. Oh, dude, it looks freaking amazing.
0: Yeah, Um, I I think this will be a... I feel like it should be a surefire Adam driver nom for best actor.
1: Just, he's he's due.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing really to say besides that, except if we finally got, that's another big one. There's quite a few that are out there lurking that are going to have to just kind of say they're coming this year or not. Uh, so that was one of the first ones. To yeah. Get uh, Deadpool three. There's a lot of news of Deadpool three. Um, the biggest ones being that Hugh Jackman's in the iconic Wolverine yellow suit. Uh, so yay. The other one is there's apparently like a thousand Easter eggs and they're going to acknowledge how many Easter eggs there are so less people start complaining about it. Uh, like I saw one picture today of the 20th century Fox, uh, logo and like pyramid form, like ancient Egypt is crashed into the background. So, you know, they're going to obviously make jokes about Fox Disney merger. Yeah. And then, uh, for two days in a row on four or five different, like, uh, movie like twitter sites that weren't like the joke ones that are knowingly joke ones said that cy ableman is showing up as cy ableman or showed, well, it was said the actor's name whatever his name was yeah will be reprising his role as cy ableman in the upcoming deadpool 3 film so, which if you all listen to the podcast for a while you'll know cy ableman is one of the main antagonists in uh the Cohen's Cohen's brothers a serious fan, which we reviewed
1: yeah Eight, nine one. weeks ago, so. yeah.
0: Uh, well, probably longer 12 weeks ago if you count which, the breaks,
1: which thematically it's a movie talking about the meaning of life basically and what's, what's a man's purpose and yeah, is this all real? If Does it si
0: Ableman is in this film, Cy si Ableman, I'm gonna lose my mind. It's a five star for me, I think, I, I just for the deep cut.
1: I get a feeling that Deadpool 3 is going to be like a big existential crisis type of movie, yeah. and maybe like if they do it right, maybe they can explain what the heck is actually happening with Disney, uh, because. If you haven't heard, because I know you haven't watched it, I haven't watched it either. Uh Secret Invasion sucks. Yeah. Um, which yeah, is it's extremely terrible
0: disappointing. Except from from my parents. My parents are having a great time.
1: So the thing with Secret Invasion that I'm hearing is is a just just like a storytelling purpose. It's very predictable, uh uninspired, and the the scrolls basically just the, the, there's really no explanation mm. outside of um, whatever happened in Captain America. They're here and they're just, it, it's basically the same story that we've seen with um, Falcon and the war Soldier. Yeah. Of you've got all these refugees trying to find a place and they ain't got a place. So they're going to make a place and be terrorists about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it doesn't, explain why Marvel has just kind of been on this trend I not don't, just Marvel Star Wars
0: everything I feel like everything I feel like Star did.
1: Wars has been on an uptick though compared to Marvel I mean I guess
0: Andor did, did a favor for uh, it you've but. got
1: Ahsoka coming out soon oh yeah what's coming Um, Andor it was it was a success but I think that's because of the showrunner more than anything Dave Filoni no Tony Gilroy As the showrunner for Andor oh yeah uh, which Tony? Oh, I thought it was Filoni. Tony Gilroy oh, he did Boba Fett. Yeah, um, but that doesn't mean Filoni was like in charge of like producing, though. Right. So, but as far as like telling the story, um, yeah, I think Tony Gilroy and there there was obviously some other writers involved. And but what's Tony Gilroy known for? Uh, so Michael Clayton. He was. Um, oh, there was some other like spy thriller stuff. Um, that he does. I mean, like, Born, all the Borns.
0: Um, so that name found, uh, sounded familiar, but I couldn't remember where it was from because we were discussing like the ocean stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, hold on. Rogue One, Born Identity, uh, Devil's Advocate, Armageddon. I think he Devil's was, Advocates. uh, that's the only key on a reason. Michael, Argentina. Michael Bay directed, but he was a, um, a uh, uh, writer, yeah, writer for that one. Um, yeah, I mean he 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 just he gets all the the spy thrillers type of type of stuff. Sounds like he's got a good uh pretty good eye for it though.
0: Absolutely. Because I still haven't seen Andor. I need to. Um, I don't know why it's taking me so long to watch it, but because I've seen like the Stellan Skarsgård um uh, monologue he does yeah have you, have you seen have you seen all Andor, I have seen it oh it said it took him 10 takes to do it till you got it perfect and I saw the final take on Twitter the other day and I was like dang yeah I need to give Andor a watch because like the espionage the, the spy thriller escape thing is something that's missing from Star Wars the adventure and I, I think I'd be down to see that yeah but
1: yeah, uh, but yeah
0: the, the the news heading would be yes yeah, your invasion is bombing and you know that's that that's a bummer for Marvel Disney as a whole um Oppenheimer man. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go see it next
1: week. Pumped. Were you expecting the fact that there's no CGI in the film? Uh I was hearing early on that like all the shots that we see in the trailer of this atomic explosion, whatever, like those are like actual shots. Right. I, um, that's
0: what's so mind blowing to me. Yeah. Uh,
1: but I think it's, you know, it, it is practical effects in the sense of they're shooting something probably microscopic and right. that's really what it looks like it looks like something shot through through a um, through a microscope uh, yeah I think it'll be amazing uh, which one are what we seeing first
0: I think, is it Barbie
1: Oppenheimer we're seeing Barbie first because we are sick in the head no I
0: think that's going to be good I, I think I like to come down off the Barbie high and then have to be like alright you know what it's time it's time it's yeah. time to have my mind blown. Yeah. New to that makes and that makes it better. Um. Uh, but yeah, apparently Oppenheimer has no CGI, so I can't wait to see this and render if I still agree with that or not. Um. The next one speaking of Barbie to pair them together. Ryan Gosling is really dedicating to the bit of Ken. Yeah. Like these this interview tour, this press tour he's been doing, he's been giving everybody like headlines galore, like talking about like him getting ready for roles like uh, you know, a biscuit uh roll or a cinnamon roll pack that once you pop it, you can't get the dough back in. Yeah. But he's saying it like a stupid, st- corny kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like, he's bringing up his Mickey Mouse clubhouse. Day, or not Mickey Mouse, That's what i watches. Mickey Mouse club days. Yeah. Um, and that how like young Ryan Gosling is helping new Ryan Gosling and like a bunch of weird stuff. And like, there's a video of him singing for the new Barbie movie, which I try not to get too far in. Cause I don't want to be spoiled and everything yeah. like, you know, yeah. Ryan Gosling, like every day I get on Twitter or
1: whatever. He's got some weird new statement. He said, that's like, what? I think there, it's the duality of Ryan Gosling. He is either obviously this new kin uh, persona or he mm. is uh, the dude from Drive Yeah. where it doesn't say anything. It's just super moody and broody. And yeah, I, I'm here for all all of, all Ryan Gosling. Love it.
0: Would you be surprised if I told you he was almost in the role to play uh, Han Solo?
1: No, but this sounds like a good segue so who is yeah it wasn't him so
0: (laughs) we're talking about a new hope too so not even like a modern one (laughs) so i'm just gonna ask you i'm gonna i'm gonna give you multiple choices i'm gonna give you three people and you gotta tell me who was in who was who almost got the harrison harrison ford gig for uh han solo and a new hope was it michael douglas christopher walken
1: or christopher lloyd Ooh, uh, not Michael Douglas. Okay, because the age, I think. Uh, probably Christopher Lloyd. Nope. Wow, Christopher
0: Walken. Wow. George Lucas wanted for um, Han Solo. Can you imagine? No. No, me neither. Like the "I love you, I know" part. Christopher Walken trying to do that. Mm. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, Han Solo would be. Uh, oh my gosh, that would be possibly the worst thing ever. Mm. I love Christopher Walken, but not as like a swaggy. I don't know. I mean, I've seen I've seen movies where he was younger and he obviously he's not, you know, 90 year old Christopher Walken. Yeah. Name, but yeah, I don't know. Harrison Ford was just meant for that. I feel indie. like
1: he, I feel like he plays into the persona of how we view him more now. Walken. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to see him in his role in Dune as the emperor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it will be. Different. Yeah. Uh, So looking forward to that. Yep, uh,
0: I uh, I can't wait for Dune 2. but yeah, that's not really a new story. Just a little like fun little tidbit.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so that wait. brings us to the end of our Tuesday we, episode. We didn't
1: talk about the new Dune trailer, did we? Yeah, a couple
0: weeks ago. Was it a couple weeks yeah. ago? I uh,
1: thought it, it came out within the last couple. Yeah, then week or so. Oh, last time I saw was like two weeks. There ago. There was a, mo- a m- even more recent trailer. I thought that came out for Dune two.
0: Hmm. If there is, we can cover it Thursday. Unless you want to pause and watch it. No, no, no. We're good. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that, that that I know we had a lot of movies to discuss because we took the week off, but this has been another episode of mostly film. So, you know what to do if your body's shaking. If you're wondering why you're feeling this weird throbbing sensation
1: all over your body, you should you, see your medical professional. And you're sweating, and you're like, oh, JP, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't panic. Don't call on anybody. You, you, the listener, should panic. Jonathan should never do that again. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) never do that again.
0: Anyway, that's just a sign. That's a sign that you need to go to wherever you're (laughs) listening to us at right now. Give us five stars, like, subscribe, and tell your friends about us. So you guys can have listening parties. You can all just lean back and relax and just enjoy JP's sultry voice. It's unrelenting. Yep. So uh, this has been another episode of Mostly Film. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan McCorder, joined by my beautiful co-host, J.P. Payton. We will be back on Thursday where we break down No Country for Old Men and True Grit. Is also talking about franchises and their sequels, what makes sequels truly successful. Um, So yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. See ya.